This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's up, fellas? Welcome back to Commas Over Cold Brew with me, your host, Emma Abrahamson. Today's episode is really fun. It's with Nell Rojas. She most recently took 10th at the Boston Marathon. She was the first American to cross the finish line. She was also the first American back in the 2021 Boston Marathon where she took 6th. She's on a roll right now. She lives in Boulder, Colorado. She's actually training with someone who was on the podcast recently who was my college teammate, Molly Grable. So you'll hear Molly be referred to in this episode a lot, but that's who we're talking about. She has her own coaching business. It's called Rojas Running. So she's a full-on business owner. We talk about so much in this episode. It was super fun to get to know Nell. So I hope you guys enjoy today's episode. Okay, Nell, I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. You, as of late, you have been extremely highly requested, even though I know you've done so many other podcasts recently. <laughs> so I'm glad that you're taking the time to join us here on Conference Over Cold Brew. So thanks for, thanks for coming on. Are we supposed to have coffee with us? I mean, like sometimes, but it's a little late in the day, I think. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Well, you're, <laughs> it's only two where you are. You know, I try to cut off my coffee consumption at like noon or else I'm manic and I can't sleep. Oh, okay. But that's like, <laughs> it's like your style. I feel like it is. I mean, I love, I love coffee, but I just, I can't, especially lately. I mean, I'm also not marathon training, so I don't, I'm not that tired throughout the day. So I don't really need to pick me up. Oh, okay. Well, were you marathon training? I mean, I, I ran one marathon once and then I okay. was doing triathlon training for a while. And during like 2020 when uh-huh. I was living in Portland, um so I was training a lot more than now I'm just like very casually I was marathon training for a little bit actually at the beginning of this year to run LA for fun but I thought yeah okay. but then I got a concussion um and COVID <sighs> around the same time and I only had eight <laughs> weeks to train and I was like okay I don't think I should um, try to run marathon yeah. with no base at all so yeah. I, I kind of you know gave up on that I'm also not a marathon runner so <laughs> well that's not true you run a marathon that's true but you know that's I'm not, not running true. marathons like you <laughs> Um, it's okay. That's okay. <laughs> um, okay. Well, to start off the podcast, you want to just give us like a little rundown of who you are and what you're about? Um, yeah, I, my name's Nell. I'm a marathon runner, just like you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and basically, um, came into the scene a couple years ago, fucking just started crushing shit. Um, and no, I'm just kidding, but, um, but you actually yeah. really did like you're <laughs> underselling yourself. You actually did come on the scene and start crushing it. Um, so yeah, that's kind of, um, what I'm trying to do now. And I'm a coach. So I, I coach other runners and, um, trying to, trying to survive. And you live in Boulder, right? I live in Boulder, born in Boulder, which is um, a little different. It's hard to get out of this place, but I think, you know, most people come here to train, which is awesome. Um, and they like come here and they're like, 
you know, they get into these running groups and start training really hard. Whereas like, I like all my friends are like not runners just cause they're like friends from high school or like family friends or whatever. So like, I feel like I have a unique situation where I'm like trying to focus on running, but like all my friends are like, Hey, now let's go party. Or like, let's do this. Let's do this. And I'm like, I just like want to be like, I just need to go seclude myself somewhere um, and move out of Boulder. But yeah, that's so interesting because yeah, like you said, I feel like people move to Boulder to run, but having friends that don't run there would probably just be very different than every other pro runner experience there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not like, I, I'm like, I don't even know how to be friends with other pro runners. Like, cause I like am not except for like, all of a sudden Haruni and Molly like reached out out of nowhere and were like, Hey, we want to join your group. And I was like, oh, what? I was like, Oh my God. Another pro runner wants to run with me. And so those are my two pro runner friends. And other than that, like I see them on the trails and I'm like, Hey, and they're like kind of starting to get to know me, but I just wonder, I just feel like they have, they're this big group of friends and then there's me, but that's, also definitely not true (laughs) yeah I was like why do you why do you think that you can't be friends with other pro runners I just don't know how like I don't know how to like ask them to hang out (laughs) that's kind of awkward being like hey you guys want to like go for a run I mean I guess it's not that awkward but if everyone already has their own little click it's kind of like hey can I join yeah I'm like you know so that's okay I don't have time for friends anyways so yeah, I know. I feel like you're very busy. I mean, just looking at all that you do, it kind of just like overwhelms me just looking at all that you do. I'm like, I don't know how you do all that in a day. Well, yeah, I was thinking about this morning because I was fucking in the worst mood today because I just was like, why do I have so much shit to do? Like, and I was like, at least I don't have kids. Like, I don't know how people with kids do it. Cause like me versus a mom is not even a fucking like fight or like a competition, but I don't know, man. I just, I just like want to do less. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I feel like that it's a hard place to come to too, where you're just like, I feel like I need to do less, especially because you're doing so well running wise. It's probably like, okay, you probably should do less if you're feeling like that to like elevate your running. Mm -hmm. But then also it's like, you need to make a living. So it's probably a hard balance to find. Exactly. Um, but I kind of like want to get into all that. I kind of want to start off though, but how did you get into running in general? How did I get into running? Well, my dad ran for Nike, um, back in the day. Um, and so growing up, like we were basically like a runner family. Like I have two older brothers. They both ran. Um, my mom ran, um, And so like, I always kind of knew, like, I always kind of was like, well, I'm going to be a runner, obviously. And luckily I ended up loving it. If I didn't, it would have been fine too. Like my brothers run for fun now, but they both do other things. So, um, yeah, that's, that's basically how I got into it. Just born into it. (laughs) Yeah. Did your parents like pressure you into doing it or was it kind of like, if you want to do it, you can. No, no pressure. Um, I think my dad is like, extremely happy that I'm doing it. Um, but you know, if I would have like gone in the, the basketball route or whatever route, um, they would have been happy with that too. So it, it was mainly like my own, my own decision. Yeah. And then you ended up going to NAU and how was that experience overall? Oh man. Um, I was like, NAU is like 
you've noticed like there hasn't been a good girls team in a while. They're getting better actually, yeah. which is like awesome. Um, but I think it takes like a very special, um, like niche kind of person to like, especially girl to go to NAU. Um, have you ever been to Flagstaff? I have, I was there for a month in November or like October of 2020. Oh, wow. You went for a month. Yeah. What, what, what were you doing there? I like my friend, um, I had a couple friends who like run for Adidas and they like rented a house there. And it was when I was training for a triathlon, they're like, Oh, do you want to come through? And I was <laughs> bored. And I was like, sure. So then I was just there running and, you know, doing triathlon stuff for just fun, basically. I mean, yeah. What'd you think of flag? It was actually really cool. Like that was my first time ever going there. It's definitely a small town. I mean, Mm -hmm. everyone, and now it's just completely different probably than when you went to school there. Like Mm -hmm. now it's like, I don't know. I feel like it's turned into a new boulder. Like all the pro runners live there, which is kind of crazy. Um, but I really liked it actually. And I feel like, I mean, it's a good running environment seems like the altitude killed me I will say I'm yeah, not really good with no, altitude <laughs> yeah but it was I like Flagstaff yeah no I yeah and I've been trying like I've wanted to move back there for a while because like I think I honestly think it is like one of the best places to train in the world yeah um and I think again if I had like runner friends <laughs> That was like, that were like, you want to go live in flag for a summer or like come when I'd be like, yeah, let's do that. But like, I only have like, you know, my, I just, I just maybe okay, I feel like you could do that easily though. Like there's so many pro runners in Flagstaff right now. Like you could easily just go. And I feel like a lot of them aren't even on teams. It's just a bunch mm. of like random individuals that are there training. Like, I feel like you can yeah. make friends from my perspective, only being there for a month. Like I just, I don't know. It, I was friends? also around all guys. So who are you, who are you, who are your friends that you're training with? Well, Eric Avila, do you, he runs I went team. to NIE with Eric. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. I was yeah, living yeah. with him and then, um, his teammate, Christian Harrison. And then my other friend Tate, who doesn't, he's just like a amateur just runs for fun. Um, Perfect. But then I, I don't know, like a ton of people have moved there. Like my friend. Yeah. In Nikki There's Hills. a lot. Yeah. Like I should go there. Yeah, I should go you, back there. Yeah, but, you should. But okay. Imagine yourself in college. Imagine yourself as a 17 year old girl who was like, I am going to college. What would you think of flag staff then? Well, it depends on what you're going for. Like, yeah. Were you pretty, were you like really serious? Runner? Oh yeah. Like I, you running like, was my life. Running was okay. my life when I, cause I went to Vanderbilt first for a year and then I transferred to Oregon oh. or for okay. a semester. I was only at Vanderbilt for a semester. And then I transferred to Oregon. I transferred to Oregon because I knew I wanted to be good at running. Okay. Well, so when I went to Oregon, I was not like, I'm going to get the college experience. I went to Oregon okay. and like, I'm going to run at the university of Oregon. So it's just okay. different. Like Eugene is not the most popping place ever. You know, That's I grew up true. in California. It's just in San Diego. It's beautiful here. Eugene is yeah. like beautiful in its own way, but it's not, it's, it's not like, town. yeah. Okay. Probably similar then. I, I don't think I appreciated Flagstaff as much when I was in college because like, I was really as much as like, I walked on, I wasn't like the best runner. I did. I was motivated to run. I loved running. I wanted to do well, but I also like, I was also a very, I would say like I was really social and I like wanted to, you know, have the college experience. I wanted to like party. I wanted to like travel. Um, so I kind of, it it was perfect for me. It was a perfect place for me because I was, I was like, got to walk on, I was top seven. So I got to travel. I got to go to nationals 
which I think made me obviously like a better runner. Like I, I had these opportunities, even though I wasn't like the fastest on the team, um, until like my senior year, I kept getting better and I actually had a full scholarship when I left, but, um, so yeah, I'm very happy. I went there. Yeah. So it was a good experience. Well, okay. You said you were like, <laughs> it takes a specific type of like girl to go there. Like, what does that mean? Like just intense like, or what? Just like really, really, like, I would say really gritty, like gritty. You don't get, you don't get like, now they have different facilities, but back then, like you didn't have the like organ facilities, you know, you're kind of living in like a podunk. It was like pretty like podunky, pretty like remote, um, town. So like, you're just like gritting it out without like any of the like perks. <laughs> but now I feel like they have nice facilities. I I have never actually been in there, but I just see people training in there. They do mainly now just like the do. pool, though. I just look at the pool. I'm like, that is a nice pool. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen the new pool. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting, though. I mean, yeah, I, I feel like Flagstaff Flagstaff is popping off now, though. So maybe it is a yeah. little different. It's just more hopping, or maybe it'd just be more fun. Like now as a pro, I don't know. No, I would love it now. Maybe. <laughs> have you been there have you been back in a while I, yeah I drove I drove through there I just drove through and I stopped at Macy's on the way back from Phoenix um a couple months ago um and yeah I I need to look for a house there yeah so what's keeping you in Boulder then I mean like my dad who's my coach is here my boyfriend, I don't think my boyfriend would move to Flagstaff. <laughs> like he is not a runner. I don't think he would go for that. <laughs> yeah. That would be a lot to ask someone that doesn't run, please. Can you move to Flagstaff? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, why would I ever, he wouldn't, he won't even like go visit. He's like, <laughs> he's like, no, I've heard like as a couple of my friends visit me in college, obviously. And they're like, it's like Pueblo, Colorado, which is like, a really shitty town in Colorado and I'm like no it's not and then when I drove through it um a couple months ago I was like oh yeah this is very Pueblo <laughs> yeah just like from an outsider perspective you're just yeah like, oh, okay. yeah. yeah um okay so. well then after college I, I need to know like know your story so you I saw that you were a professional triathlete for a bit was that right after college or what what did you do right after school yeah well okay I wanted to yes right after college graduated was like, I'm not going to run another step in my life. So over it, you know, just burnt out. Yeah. Um, and then found triathlon and was like, Oh, that, that I would, that's like perfect for me, you know, loved it for a couple of years. Um, I did live in Spain a couple of years after college. So like I, but I was, I was training in Spain a little bit. I did some races over there. Um, but like, it wasn't like focused. I could have done better. Um, what were you like training for? Were you doing like Ironman or was it like, oh, okay. So was that, was the CRP a thing back then? No. The program? No. Yes, it was. And I was part of, I was, I went to that camp. Okay. Um, in, at the Olympic training center. Yeah. Um, so I was kind of part of that. Um, and it was when Olympic distance had still had money in it. So you could go like to high V and win money. And, um, but now it's all either if you're, it's either like IT, ITU or it's like Ironman basically. Right. Yeah. 
so I did that and I loved it for a while. And then I was like still living with my mom in her basement and I was like 25 or six. And like, yeah, I was like, okay, I, nothing is worth this, <laughs> you know, like, like, no, like I love my mom and we get along well, but like, no, like, <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like, like you hit a certain point where you're like, okay, it's time to make like moves like career wise. Yeah, exactly. So it was like the last time, like I needed to buy protein powder. Um, cause you need protein powder. Yeah. Well, okay. Also triathlon is so expensive. It's so it's like ridiculous. I mean, have you ever hired a triathlon coach? Yeah. $400, $400 a month. <laughs> You're like, I am, I am not from a rich family. Like they weren't paying for that. I'm like, Oh my, like, so I needed protein powder. I couldn't buy any. And I was like, that's it. That's it. I'm done. <laughs> Next is the final straw. You're like, that was sorry, it. my career's over. I can't buy the tub of protein. Exactly. So then I, I just like started my coaching career and that, um, took off not very fast, slowly building. <laughs> um, and yeah, the, I was always running. So I've always run for fun, like done workouts for fun. Um, jumped in local races. Um, and then like, it wasn't until I was going to do an Ironman. I was like, okay, I got to get back into triathlon. Um, that I tried grandma. I was going to, I did, sorry, CIM to prepare for like a full Ironman. So I was like, let me just do a marathon first finished. Well, two thirty one. So that was the Olympic a standard at the time. So I, fast to debut in a, <laughs> in a marathon. I can't, uh, I mean, I, and I was like, finished it. I didn't know anything about it. Like, I, I honestly didn't know it was a fast time and people were like, wow, good job. And I was like, oh, was that good? Because like, that wasn't like, I could go faster for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, so I just, ever since then I was like full on board marathon. Training. Yeah. You're like no more triathlon. That's oh, don't add the biking and swimming into that. I was like, thank you. I'm not religious. Thank you, God, for not, I don't have to buy a bike. <laughs> I, but honestly, like bikes are just so expensive. I could see why you would be like, okay, running 231, I'm out. I'm going to oh. go back to running yeah. where you need a pair of shoes and a watch. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And so I also saw that you did like obstacle course racing though, too. Yeah, that was, I mean, so I'm going to be honest with that. Okay. Which I don't know if I've ever been that on. No, I have, but people don't, they don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear it. Okay. I'm just, I was wanna, spilling the tea. This is going to be the headline. <laughs> this is it. They want to think that I had this huge career in obstacle course racing, but I did like maybe five races because like my best friend is like an obstacle course racer. She's like one, she just like kept on bringing home big checks. And I was like, oh my God, like she didn't, she didn't have to work. She wasn't working. She was like, she's just like an Instagram person, you know, like you, like but, me, <laughs> yeah, like you, but less followers. <laughs> so she was like living the life and I've actually never, yeah. I'd like to talk to you more about Instagram, but maybe I should just listen to your pod. Do you have a podcast where you I don't really about? have a podcast on like influencing if that's what you're talking about. You do? No, I don't, but you can always ask me. Do you have a YouTube on no, <laughs> but like, you can like text me or we can talk about it. Okay. Okay. I want to know, like, 
I mean, I'm sure you've been asked this question so many times, like how you like, how much is too much like of like paying attention to your phone? Like, are there days where you're like, I'm going to fucking destroy my phone? Oh, I'm on my phone 24 seven. I have no, I literally have no balance in my life. Like my life is, I'm chronically online. You could say like, I'm just chronically on my phone. It's not good. I know it's not good for me, but (laughs) I also love doing it. Like I just love my job and I love documenting my life. So I don't really mind. And I, I try my best not to like doom scroll or wherever you're, where you're just like scrolling for hours and hours. But like in terms of just being on my phone and like being online, I'm always on the internet. You're always (laughs) on it. Yeah. Yeah. No. And like, what about like, I mean, I appreciate what you do. And I like, actually, like, I like following you because you're funny. So like, I, I think it's great. But, like, what about like morally being on your phone versus being like where you are? Oh, well, I don't think it's really good to like, just always <laughs> not be in the moment. Like, I mean, I feel like I just give that up for this job. Though. Like that's okay. just kind of the okay. sacrifice that you have to make is like, okay. yeah. just not being in the moment uh, a lot of the time, which I don't know. I, I never feel like I'm putting on a persona though. So it's not like I'm like yeah. faking my life, which is really yeah. nice. Like I'm just able to be myself. I just happen to have a camera in front of me, but there's so many days that go by where I'm just like, I wish I did not have to get up and like film this run that I'm about to go on. Like, yeah. Okay. But I, I try my best. That. Yeah. And I try my best not to film on those days. Like I try to really only film or like, I don't know, shoot content on the days where I am feeling motivated to do it. Um, but again, I don't really mind. Like, I don't, I don't think it's necessarily like, good for yeah. me to like always be on the internet. And it's, yeah. it's like so habitual now that it's kind of mm-hmm. crazy. Like I kind of have to force myself not to like take a picture of myself on a run or like take a video of myself. And that's crazy to think about. Mm-hmm. Um, no, that's cool. Yeah. It's just interesting. But I don't know. I, yeah. Like, cause I wanted to do like a YouTube series on training and like, my camera guy would show up for my like 7am workouts and I fucking just hated him. I was like, if he fucking puts that camera in my face, because I was like, I was like so tired and I could tell, and I had nothing to say. Cause I was just so tired. And I was like, this people are going to think I'm just like a rope, terrible, ugly, tired robot. Like, well, that, yeah. See, that's like the downside of it is like you, I mean, at that point you kind of have to put on like a, a face yeah. at least a little bit to not be like, oh. Like yeah, no one wants to see like, like a really like annoyed person in the morning. Yeah. So you kind of had to be like, you know, like just I don't <laughs> yeah. know, be energetic or whatever. Um, yeah, I don't know. It just like I feel like you just get used to it though, too. And it's like I've done it for so many years that I'm just used to like not always looking my best on the internet or just like I don't know. I put out so much content, it just all meshes together now, and I just don't really care. I also don't have a cameraman though that's like shoving a camera in my face, yeah. it's just myself. So I choose when to yeah, put myself so- on the camera. I'm sure it was, I'm I'm sure it was like a natural thing, right? Like, like this just kind of like happened, like you were like, you just had this personality on Instagram, which is your personality, but like, and then you gained followers. Was there like one like event where you got like tons of followers and you were like, no, or like, so I started a YouTube channel in 2017 and that's where it all started from. So I just started filming like days in the life. And that's like where all my Instagram followers basically come from is YouTube and stuff. Like I'm not really I mean, I'd use Instagram so much, but I would say like, I'm an OG YouTuber more than anything yeah. else. Um, but yeah, it was all natural. Like I never, I never planned on this being my job. I never planned on being an influencer. I feel like it just kind of, the opportunity fell into my lap and I've just taken advantage of it, which has been cool. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's just interesting to see now, like everyone's hopping on the bandwagon of like, yeah. I don't know, oh. there's just so much pressure of 
I feel like now professional runners to have a social presence, which I kind of feel bad about. I mean, it's a lot of work and to put that on someone who's marathon training like you, or has like a business that they're trying to grow. Like that's, Mm -hmm. it's just a lot more work than I think people realize. Um, Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, there is payout. It's just like, it just takes a lot of consistency and like having to deal with things like that, where you have a cameraman following you and you're like in a bad mood and you don't want to be filmed, but you just have to deal with it, I guess. Um, I think also like you do a really good job of um, like, just like not caring, you know, like I think that's key. Oh, it's 100% key, but it's taken so many years to get to that point. Yeah. Like it's, I've definitely reached a point now where I really don't care. And (laughs) it's taken so many years. Like even last year I cared, like I just cared too much. Mm -hmm. And now I'm like, I don't even care anymore. Like I just put out what I put out. If it gets views, it does. If it doesn't get views, it doesn't. If people write mean comments, whatever, like I don't know. But again, it just takes years and just consistency of doing it. It's like exposure therapy almost where you just have to like, just continue doing it. And then you just kind of like grow, just like immune to the immune to the, whatever people have to say, but yeah, that's what Molly said. I was asking Molly about you maybe like what a couple months ago or something. Cause I was like, oh my God, she just like doesn't give a fuck. I'm like, she's awesome. And she was like, yeah, I think she just, she just doesn't care. And I was like, I just don't care. She just doesn't care. Well, also like the running world is so small. It's like, okay, people always will have an opinion. You know, someone oh. always has an opinion in running world. Yeah. So it's like, okay, there's no one, you can't please everyone. And right. I've come to realize that like, I'm never going to please everyone. People will think I'm weird. People will think I'm annoying and people, some people will love me and you just kind of take yeah. whatever comes with it. So absolutely. Brief little intermission here to talk about one of my favorite sponsors of the podcast, especially for the summertime, which is Gooder. Gooder makes $25 active sunglasses for anyone. They are lightweight, comfortable, they don't move when you run, and they're all for only 25 bucks. $25, that is a steal. They're no slip, no bounce, all polarized, and all fun. Some may say they are the best sunglasses ever invented, and I agree with them because they are seriously incredible. They have names like Influencers Pay Double, which strikes a chord with me, you know. They say Influencers Pay Double, but we're all only paying $25 for Gooder sunglasses. I know you'll find a pair that speaks to you. I absolutely love that these glasses are polarized. The sun shines very brightly here in San Diego, and I definitely need polarized sunglasses when I'm running, and the fact that they don't bounce on my head when I run is absolutely phenomenal. They're also really comfortable. They're definitely the most comfortable running sunglasses. There's also 30-day free returns, so you cannot go wrong, and you guys should try them out. Get your friends a pair, your favorite fellas, and treat yourself to a pair or two because you deserve it, and it's summertime. Why not? Go to gooder.com, that's G-O-O-D-R.com, and get 15% off your entire order when you use code COLDBREW at checkout. All orders over 50 bucks get free shipping in the U.S. That's 15% off with code COLDBREW at www.goodr.com. Look good, run gooder. Now let's get back into today's episode with Nell. So you do you run a business? Like, are you a business owner or do you just coach? Like, is your dad the business owner and then you coach with your dad? Um, no, I run a business. Yeah, I have... Um... I have like a coaching business. Um, I'm really trying to get to hire Molly. I really want her to coach with me. <laughs> so, oh my gosh, she would be such a good coach too. I know. She'd be, she's like, I'm like, Molly, you're literally like the only person I would ask. So yeah. if you get, if you have any influence, would love. I'll shoot her a text after this. Like, you could definitely get into that side hustle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. coaching is awesome. Um, but 
so yeah, I have, and that kind of like has been just like growing and growing over. I started coaching right after high school. Um, and I've coached ever since. And yeah, it's like, you know, it wasn't like, I was like, okay, I'm going to set up my business the way I want to set it up. And then I'm going to like grow it. It was like, just kept growing, growing, growing. And now I'm like, oh my God, like I don't have anything in place. And so I just hired an assistant to like, help me with like the billing and to just to get my shit together because like nothing is organized. And so I'm really excited about, about that. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my goodness. I can't even imagine. Like, I mean, I'm an entrepreneur, but I'm responsible for myself. Really? Mm -hmm. That's it. I can't imagine like delegating responsibility to people or just dealing with, um, maybe dealing with, that sounds like a negative connotation to dealing with, but like working with so many people like athletes Mm -hmm. and employees and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Like how do you handle that? Like, how do you handle that workload and running at the same time? I think I need to do a better job because it's definitely hard. And like I said, this, I think on a podcast the other day, it's just like, I mean, I know how like I feel on a daily basis with my running and with like everything else going on. It's like, I'm dealing with myself and then I'm dealing with everyone else's self. Right. So like how, whatever they're feeling, I have to like kind of figure that out and like decode whatever they're telling me and then like figure out like, okay, who is this person? You know, like, how do I encourage this person? What do they need? Um, and how do I relate to that to running? And so I, you know, I do the best I can, but I think I don't have any boundaries, um, which I like, am like starting to make. Um, so I basically just like panic every day is how I deal with it. Same. <laughs> I just feel the same. I feel the same. I feel like that's just the life of like a business owner, like doing your, yeah. own. it's just like pure panic at all panic. times. Panic. Like, and no boundaries. No boundaries. And like yesterday it was mother's day and I went to my mom's house and she made me dinner while I worked and she walked my dog while I worked. and I was just like, I, I'm sorry, mom. Like, this is just, I'll be around you and you can do things for me for mother's day. Because like, that's like where I was at. I was like finishing training plans. And, um, so yeah, I think it's a learning experience though. So how are you going to set boundaries? Um, <laughs> have you thought about it at all? Oh my gosh. Yes, I definitely have. I mean, just like, and I think it's like, just like, look, like here's the times where I'm, I can like text you back. Um, here's my, like, we're using WhatsApp for like communication instead of like my personal text. Like here is, I think just, just even being organized is like going to be huge. Like, so that when someone asks me something, I'm like, Oh, here's the sheet of exercises you need to do. Um, they're all in one place. Um, things like that. So they don't have as many questions because I'm, you know, cause they know we, we have like a portal now, you know? Yeah. Just a yeah. lot of like systems that need to be in place. Yes, exactly. So when you started the business, were you like, I want this to be my career or was it like kind of like a side hustle? What were you thinking that it was going to grow into? Oh, I definitely wanted it to be my career. Um, and I've had like, you know, I, I've thought about like, oh, maybe I can go like coach for a college um, after my running career is over. Or maybe like, it would be awesome to like be a, a coach of like an elite team, like, you know, like Adidas or on or something. So like, I think eventually that would be like my, my goal. Um, 
but now it's like, I also like want to do more like public speaking, um, like engagements. And, you know, I think I honestly, like, I don't know if this is going to sound, I'm not, I'm not an arrogant person, but <laughs> I think my time can be spent. Like I like, I like helping people work towards their running goals. I really do. But I think if I can like set up like a broader system where my time can be spent, like doing bigger things with bigger numbers of people. Um, that's kind of, you know, like setting up something for like girls, like girl, high school running girls who, um, have confidence issues or like have race anxiety, like setting up a program for them where like they can be part of that or like things like that. Yeah. I mean, that makes a lot of sense. I, I, at a certain point, you only have so much time in the day. You can only spend so much time on like specific individuals. So it does get to a point where you're like, I want to help a broader amount of people, but that doesn't take away from like you wanting to help the smaller amount of people that you've worked with, you know, right. And everything. But I mean, yeah. I completely get what you're saying. You just, it just maxes out your time right. <laughs> and you kind of have to find like how you're going to keep growing from that. Yeah. So I think it's like, I think it's like a never ending change you know like it'll always morph into like what it's supposed to be and it will be different things yeah what's like the biggest thing that you look for in someone that you would like hire as a coach that I would hire as my own coach or just like a coach like for your program oh um well I think Molly's perfect because you mean like to coach under me yeah okay um so Molly like kind of knows like my training philosophy. So I think that's important because like, it is like, it would be like under my umbrella. Right. So I'd be like, okay, someone who I, I like know they believe in the training. I know they kind of get the idea of it. Um, I know they have a lot of experience running. She's an amazing runner, 229. I mean, that's super, super duper respectable. She's super personable. Um, she's passionate about running and she has like some extra time during the day that makes a lot of sense it checks the boxes yeah (laughs) you just really want molly to coach under you she's the only one that can fill the spot (laughs) so so you're coached by your dad is molly coached by your dad as well too yeah okay that's cool i mean that's a cool little group that you guys have there i'm kind of jealous it's a nice little squad you got it's a good squad Yeah. yeah it's like you know it's like an eclectic um group of people and they're I, they're all awesome. We have some other girls on the team that, you know, are kind of like working up, which I love having. So yeah. Yeah. Can you take us through a day in your life? I'm very curious <laughs> as someone who trains for marathon and does everything else. I mean, like, for example, today set my alarm for six, got up at seven 45. Um, <laughs> <laughs> literally I actually, I have like a couple private clients and I, I have like two private clients a week and it's only because they pay me a lot of money to like be with them for an hour so I'm like okay okay I'll do so it. coached them and then did my own workout went to strength training what did I do after that um I'm going to Mexico so I got waxed then I had two <laughs> <laughs> I had two client calls and now I'm here with you and then do you have anything else for the rest of the day? Or is this cap? Is this the nightcap? I have two meet. I have two more meetings. Um, and then I'll go on another run. How, how do you have energy to do that all? I don't. <laughs> I 
I don't, I don't, I don't. <laughs> well, where do you find it? You must find it from somewhere. Do you like take naps? No, no naps. Um, You're just a highly just, energetic person. No, I'm not, even, <laughs> I can't, I'm not even energetic. Like I think maybe I would be if I could be, but I think like I've been on like a five-year streak of like, no, maybe like a 10-year streak of like, just like busting my ass and I'm just like used to it. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm not really sure where (laughs) it's just routine by now. You're just like, this is how life is. And we're doing it. I probably just, I probably like implode every like (laughs) six months or something. And like, I feel like everyone has that. Everyone does that though. Yeah. That's normal imploding a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I cried. I cried in my car today. I mean, I cried Oh, Cheryl Crow. They were doing this interview with Cheryl Crow on NPR. And she was talking about, oh, I don't even remember what she was talking about, but it was great. You just need a little emotional release. Exactly. That's good. I mean, I'm impressed. I don't know how you do it, (laughs) but it's working obviously. And like, I mean, you're running really well. So it's, it must not be like a recovery issue at all. Do you get eight hours of sleep? Um, sometimes, sometimes you, I I would say I average six. I would say an average six. Do you get injured at all? Or do you, are you pretty like a healthy? Pretty healthy. Yeah. Knock on wood. I don't, I'm, I'm pretty robust. Yeah. So basically you're just built different is what you're saying. (laughs) You can handle it all. Yeah. (laughs) Um, okay. Well you had obviously an amazing Boston marathon after already having an amazing Boston marathon, like six months ago. I'm sure you've talked so much about the Boston Marathon. I'm, I'm more curious about the the, the contract situation. So, mm. if you're, are you able to talk about it freely? Um, I can like, you know, I'll say what I will say. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. So you signed with Adidas like earlier this year, and then you made the decision to unsign with them. I don't or yeah, just drop. You can do that. <laughs> I well, I was. I'm just confused. Like, can you do that? Like, how? How did that process go? I guess you can do that. I don't know. I didn't know. I was like, I don't, because you probably shouldn't be able to do that once you sign, right? I'm not signing pro contract deals for running, so. (laughs) Well, yeah. So basically, like, unfortunately, you know, I was in Adidas for six months and like loved being a sponsored athlete. Um. I could take like a little off my plate. Like I stopped working in person with people, which was great. Um, and honestly, like most people I talk to can relate to this because, um, they've had this, the shoe just like, didn't work for my foot. And I kept on trying and trying. Cause obviously I want, I wanted to be with Adidas. Like I, I didn't want to turn down money. I wanted to be a sponsored athlete. Um, but like, ultimately, like, I was like, this is not going to be a good relationship in the long run, because like, I know I can't run my fastest in these shoes just because they don't work for me. They don't work for my stride. And, and, and as everyone knows, like shoes are so individual. Um, so I talked to them before Boston and was like, I tried, I fulfilled like my duties the last six months. And like, I just, I wanted a lasting relationship 
with a company. And like, I just don't think any of us are going to get anything out of this because if I don't perform my best, you're not going to want me in these, like I'm going to be, an, it's going to be a null point. Um, and so I had to, yeah, I had to like, not, I had to drop them. That's so crazy. How, how, how like hard was that decision though? Because you're like you said, you're turning away a check and like mm-hmm. stability, I guess. And, but I mean, it's nice because you already had your business, so mm-hmm. that's nice to fall back on, but it must be hard to turn away a check and oh, like yeah. support well, from a big brand. Yeah, no, it was, it was really hard. I mean, it took me like my boyfriend, like two weeks before Boston was like, now you have to f- make a decision because it's going to drive you crazy. Like there's so many days when I went out there to do my workout and I would just like put this shoe on, put this shoe on, put this shoe on, put this shoe on and be like, I think they're good. I think we're all the same. You know, I would convince myself. Um, so it was hard. It was a really hard decision, but like, I think I just knew that like, if I were to line up on the line and not be confident, like that's not the point of my running career. Yeah. And especially, I mean, confidence plays a huge role in something like running a major marathon or any big race. I mean, if you get to the starting line and you're like, I don't feel confident in the shoes I'm wearing and you're yeah. running 26 miles in them, that probably pay, like plays a huge role in yeah. how the performance is going to go. Absolutely. Right off the bat before even running, like, and you just are already awesome. in a lower, yeah. you know, brain state. Mm-hmm. So what does it look like for you now? Like, are you looking for other contracts? Or are you just happy being unsigned? Um, that's a good question. When I... Uh, unsigned with Adidas, I was like, basically in my mind, I was like prepared to just like not be a, um, sponsored athlete. Like in my mind, I'm like, okay, no one's going to sign me after I drop a contract, you know? Um, and that's okay. I, so I kind of like put it out of my mind, whatever I was focusing on my, the race, I was focusing on Boston. And then after the race, I've like, people asked me questions and I was like, oh, I mean, of course. Yeah. I would love to be signed. I would let like, but now I understand that like, if I'm going to sign with a company, like I need, I need like a very long trial period. I need to know, like it needs to pass the the acid test, which is a race. Um, so I should, and like, I've been so busy. I haven't been able to do this. And I just started doing workouts anyways, but I should go get like different pairs of shoes and see like what works for me and then try to approach those companies. But I haven't, approaching company. I haven't really even talked to my agent about Nike, um, or anything. Yeah. So you haven't been in contact with anyone? Like, has anyone hit you up after Boston? (laughs) No. (laughs) What is, what is up with the running world? I don't, I literally don't understand professional running a lot of the time. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question. Or I don't know, maybe like my agent has talked to people, but hasn't talked to me. I don't know. We should, I should, I should talk to him. I should schedule a meeting with that man. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Um, well, what are your goals for the marathon ultimately? Because you're still pretty fresh in it. Um, yeah, I 
you know, I'd hope I have eight years left. Um, I would like to make an Olympic team, of course, is like the, the, the main goal. And that's kind of like how we, that's like how we prepare the races. And like, that's like what we have in mind with everything I'm doing leading up to 2028, 2024. <laughs> Skip four years. <laughs> I don't know. Does that like, does that overwhelm you at all looking so far in advance or just like knowing that you have eight more years or are you just like, are you like stoked about it? Like you're like, well, yes, no, I have, more years. oh, I, <laughs> yeah. I'm stoked about it. That's good. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm like, I'm very happy about that. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like, I mean, I feel like you just kicked off your marathon career with such a bang and it's, and it's going so well. It's probably just really exciting to think that you have eight more years and you're like, you can accomplish so much in eight years. Yeah. And just like compounding, just training after year after year after year for the marathon. Do you do, are you like a high mileage person? No. Not, not in the past, this past Boston, I did run like consistently, maybe like 115 to 125 a, w- a week, which is high. <laughs> That's so absurd. That's two times like my max I've ever run in my life. In a week. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like, and I actually don't know if it worked for like, yes, I had a good race, but like I was really lucky to have that good race. Um, and I think I more just willed myself to doing, to like finishing that well, but I don't think that's how I like, I'm like looking back at my training cycles and I'm like, I think I'm like, I think for me, it would benefit me more to do a little bit lower mileage, like even now, like a hundred and then like focusing more on like strength. Cause that's what I've done in the past. And so I think I might like my next marathon, maybe try to like down my mileage and, and hire my quality. That's, I mean, a good way to move forward. And I've gotten the number one listener question I got from people on my story was asking about your strength training routine, Yeah, which how can you even give that probably for like, how can you even <laughs> give that in one answer? You're like, come on guys. I can't, that's not even the question I can't ask like what's your strength training routine well I guess how often do you strength train so this Boston once again like outlier really went off the deep end but um before that it was every I did about four days in the gym a week um and but it was really like my first day was like lower leg focus my second day was like hip strength focus. I had like a rotation focus day. And then I had for, for Boston, it was like a quad focus day. When do you think people should start strength training in general for like runners? When? Yeah. Like what age? Oh, um, I mean, if you do it correctly, like strength training can mean so many different things. And, you know, if you do it correctly, like, and you're like focused first on like movements and learning how to control and um it middle school is is like totally acceptable um of course you don't want to like be like let's like get let's like throw pounds on you whatever but I started strength training and probably not like consistently in middle school but like my dad would be like okay let's like go in the garage and we'd like lift weights um but I'd say like high school it becomes like very important um, for like injury and, uh, yeah, that is one of the things I wish I did in high school. I didn't strength train at all. I feel like now it's becoming more common knowledge, but 
I mean, I'm not even that old, but back in my day, like people, I feel like people didn't really strength train that much. Yep. No, um, it's new. It's like this new like thing for runners. Yeah. I feel like that's what's making a lot, a lot of like younger runners really good too, is adding in the strength one and just seeing how other like pro runners train. But I would have avoided so many injuries, I think in high school, oh. I grew so much that mm-hmm. I was just constantly injured. And I mean, some of them probably I couldn't have avoided because I was growing so much, but then I think I just would have been much stronger. Yeah. Um, in general, just like not very weak, I guess, or like yeah. just had better, you know, hip strength and everything, um, which probably could have avoided a lot of injuries by strength training, but I also had Absolutely. no idea what I was doing. So yeah, it's not like I can go back in time, but that is the one thing I think I wish I did not even like having to be faster or anything. I don't even care if it made me faster, just as long as I didn't have to be injured. Yeah. Being injured sucks. Yeah. Do you still want to like, would you be a competitive runner or do you want to be a competitive runner? I don't know. Like, I'm never going to say never, like I never would again, but at this moment in time, I'm very content just being washed up and like, just like running for fun. I feel like I just spent my whole life being a competitive runner. Like I just, Mm -hmm. it's just so nice, you know, giving myself a break to not put pressure on myself to train. Like just, it's so freeing. This is like going into what probably what everyone that listens to this podcast does, but it's like so freeing, not having to worry about a long run on the weekend when I like, don't want to do it, like not force myself to go for a long run when I have for every other year of my life. Absolutely. That it just like feels good. But again, it's like when I was triathlon training, I, I think I would be really good at triathlon and I was doing it for like almost a full year. But then I realized I'm like, I don't know if I really want to commit to this. Like, do I really want to do these like hours and hours of training? Like, am I really ready for that again? Yeah. And triathlon is like another level of that. Like just so many more hours. Yeah. Yeah. And so like, I think eventually I will get back into endurance exercise, like competitively at some level. I just feel like I can't right now. Like mentally, I just am still pretty burnt out from college running or just like Mm -hmm. my um, early years of running, but I don't know. I still love it. I still love doing it for fun. Um, and yeah. I just feel like I've, I've, I don't know, matured a lot. Or I'm just like a lot better mentally for the break that I've taken. And mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. I feel like I'm in a good place, but sometimes, I mean, I do feel unfulfilled sometimes of like, I could be so good. Like I watch people like Molly who was on my team or just, I don't know, people that were on my team just doing so well. And I'm like, that could be me and I could get back into it and everything, but I don't know. Well, I mean, honestly, like if it, if it, like I took a break you know like I was like you like I would always run but I wasn't like taking it so seriously like if I wanted to like stay out late one night I would I would and then I'd miss a run you know so and then I came back when I was 29 or 30 like right around there so you have like you've got time you know what I mean like and you can still have a great career yeah and that's what I mean that's what I keep telling myself like I keep I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm getting like really washed up and I'm, I keep getting older and older and everyone like, oh, my team is just doing so well. And I just keep getting washed up. But I mean, I know that's not true. Like no. I was, it was a stupid tweet that I saw the other day, but it was like, talent never goes away. Yeah, it's true. I don't think it does ever go away. It's just, you, you kind of have to be in the right mindset to do it. So I agree. And that's why I'm never saying never. Like at this point in time, being 25, I'm not like, I need to go step on the line, but right. I'm still really competitive with myself and I know myself and I will get into something again. And it is, I mean, I find it really inspiring people like you who get, you know, back into it at 29 or people that have taken long breaks. Like it keeps me like motivated for things down the road. Like you never know what will be in store. Yeah. 
I love that. And running the marathon like stresses me out. So (laughs) (laughs) yeah, well, you don't have to be a marathoner. Yeah. We'll see. I don't know. (laughs) Okay. Well, I want to answer some last couple of listener questions and then we can um, part ways, but what is your why? Like, why do you run? Mm, Yeah. I've gotten a lot that question a lot lately. Um, So I think, you know, it's kind of cool. It's like, definitely. I always have this core why of like, you know, just like this inner drive and this inherent kind of motivation to just like be the best, you know, I like, Mm -hmm. I've always wanted to go to the Olympics. I've always known it's has been inside of me. Like, I'm like, I know if that girl can do it, I can do it. And so there's that inner drive. That's just like something I think us people were born with. Um, But then like, it's actually even cooler now because as I like people know my name more and like I get a bigger platform, um, I'm able to like use it for some things that were also super, super, super important to me that like, um, like for me, like um, representing the Latino population is like, it like makes running that much more meaningful and that much more like, like not just for me. Um, so there's, there's that. And then there's, you know, being a real, like inspiring women and being like, who the fuck cares? Like who, what you look like or what other people tell you, you can or cannot do, or, you know, if you don't fit that exact mold of, um, whatever you're trying to do, you know? So that's also like a place that I found myself in, which is another amazing thing that I'm like, I feel so honored to be able to be in this position that help people like be inspired. So that's a good answer. That's like a good mix of, I mean, obviously you have a lot of internal drive, but then a little bit of external drive as well to just like help other people. And it's Mm -hmm. cool to, I guess, be able to use running as that sort of outlet. It's kind of crazy to just think about it. Like you running just kind of inspires other people to do things or yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's just kind of crazy. It's, it is. It's like, it's just very, um, I'm really lucky because like, I know so many people who like work so hard at running, but like, they just like, obviously, like, I'm just like talented, you know, like I had a good mom and a good dad who gave me these jeans. And so mm-hmm. like, I am a runner, but yeah, to be in that position is, is really cool. And it's just like, yeah, I get to like do what I'm super passionate about and like somehow help other people while I'm doing it. Yeah. <laughs> like, do you have any yes. runners that you like look up to at all? It's kind of a weird ass question to ask when you're like at the top of the running world. Oh, no, no, not at all. Um, I go through like fangirl phases, but I don't know. Like, I like, I need a better answer for that question. Cause of course, like I have like runners that I, I look up to, um, growing up, I didn't have like one running role model. Um, I'd say like my dad was like that for me. Um, and then now like my, like, I really highly respect a lot of my competitors and like, they inspire me. Um, but I don't, I don't have like one. No. Yeah. I mean, you don't need to have one. I feel like it, I kind of have that issue too, where people ask me like, who's your role model? Or like, mm-hmm. I was the same way. I didn't really have a specific person that I looked up to. Yeah. Um, I think now is kind of, I don't know. I don't know if maybe now is different because there's social media, but like I was yeah. very tuned out. Well, I also <laughs> think like, 
as runners, we're probably just like, we're just like so focused on ourselves, (laughs) you know, especially in high school. Narcissistic tendencies. Yeah. We're just like, I don't care what they're doing. I just want to be the best. Like, I don't know. That's actually kind of true. Right. I mean, I think everyone like inspires everyone a little bit in the running world. I feel like I just take away things from every single like person that I meet. Everyone just has a cool story. That's why I love this podcast. Honestly, like I love just getting to know people Mm -hmm. and um, just know people's stories because it's just really cool to see the different backgrounds that people come from or like what they stand for and everything. So absolutely. That is cool. Yeah. Um, people asked your core routine. Do you core? do core? Yeah. Do you yeah. do core specifically? People were like abs, abs on fleek. Abs, yeah. Um, yeah. A lot of my like core stuff would be like rotation stuff. So my favorite, um, exercise is like on a GHD. So that thing, you know, where you put your feet in and you're like, Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, where your back's like hanging off. Yeah. Your back's like off the thing. Yeah, I know what you're yeah. talking about. You're bent backwards and you're up, upside <laughs> the down. The listeners are like, what are you talking yeah. about? <laughs> well, the GHD. Look they it can up. look it up. Yeah. yeah. Um, I really like like that. And then you just kind of rotate, you, you like fully extend, rotate the other direction and come up. It's like a it's like a GHD sit up with rotation. Okay. Um, that'll like destroy you um and then the body saws I do a lot of body saws um and other than that like I don't I don't like do like specific core no you just run 125 miles a week yeah. and I might help a little bit <laughs> yep I'm gonna start doing the GHD setups maybe I'll get a six-pack for the first time in my life Ooh, yeah there you go and then I'll start running 125 miles a week yeah um yeah. little baby steps so I'll start with maybe regular setups first yeah. Um, would you ever get into trail running? Yeah. I mean, I trail run all the time. Like I love trail running. Um, I'm not interested in racing in trails. Um, maybe like when I retire, I would just for fun, but that doesn't, um, spark my, my, that doesn't fuel my fire. Why not? I don't know. That's a good question. Maybe it's just cause it's like so subjective. Like I'm not like, Oh, I want to run this pace and I yeah. want to, um, so that's a good question. I mean, marathon is just a lot faster. Like you're just training a lot faster. So maybe yeah. That. I like running fast. Like, yeah, I, I don't like running slow. I love running on trails. I do it all the time, but I don't know. Racing. Yeah. Now that I think about it, I'm like, maybe I would like to. <laughs> you never know what the future has in store. Yeah. Um, okay. The last question I have is, do you have any advice to your younger self? I mean, advice that like no one could ever take as a younger self, but um, <laughs> that's what everyone says, right? Like I, you have to learn these things and I have to keep on learning these lessons, but yeah, just like accepting yourself for, for who you are and knowing like that you're like, honestly, like exactly where you're supposed to be, even if like you have, you, you're not perfect and you didn't, you did something wrong or you're going through this you know, like de- if you're depressed or if you're, you know, like all these things I'm thinking about, I'm like, whatever, like that's, that's okay. And like, just learn from this, get through it, honestly accept it and like lean into it, um, is what I would say to myself and just like, just keep being you. I like that a lot. I like this episode. It was really fun getting to know you. I like, yeah, you too. I like your story a lot. So I appreciate you coming on. Um, we got to talk. That was, 
now I have more context when I <laughs> when I see your Instagram. Yeah, there you I'll go. Like, oh, my friend. Yeah. Well, it's like funny. It's like you start asking me the, me questions during the podcast. I have so many questions. You. Yeah, I have so many questions for you. <laughs> um. Well, where can people follow you at if they don't already? Um. I basically am just on Instagram, Nella Nell Rojas Running. Sweet. All right. It's all linked in the show notes as per usual. All right, Nell. Well, thank you so much for joining us uh, on the podcast to close out the episode. Can we get a good old peace out, fellas? All right. Peace out, fellas. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode of Commas Over Cold Brew. I hope you enjoyed it. It was super fun talking to Nell. She's quite the character. This was my first time actually ever uh, talking to her, but it was really fun getting to know her. I really enjoyed our conversation. I hope you guys did as well. Don't forget to rate and review on Apple Podcasts. It's a free way to support the podcast and it really means the world to me when I get to read your guys' reviews. It literally makes my week. So follow us on Instagram at Convos Over Cold Brew Pod if you want to be up to date and submit listener questions. Thanks so much for listening and I will catch you all in the next one. Peace out, fellows. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.